Thanks for joining us for Open Bible Online today. Open Bible Baptist Church has been in South Jersey for over 60 years. We love this community and we want to be a help to you. In order to help us help you in the best way possible, would you do us a favor? Please fill out the digital connection card posted in this link. Here you could post prayer requests and also ask any questions you may have about Open Bible. If you'd like to give today, you could give online in less than two minutes. Visit openbiblenj.org for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Now enjoy the service. You guys know it. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves is a gift of God, lest any man should boast. Does that make you excited or what? I mean, I'm a non-planner. I just fall through life and fall. But God saw to it that I got saved. It was God that did it. Now, if that doesn't make you excited, you know, you got to start over. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a, uh, yeah, I can't even do a back roll, let alone flip. But that's not the lesson tonight, guys. We're Joshua, and it almost matches that verse, but it doesn't. Joshua 1, verses 1 through 9. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise and go over this Jordan, thou and these people unto the land which I give unto them, even to the children of Israel. <clears throat> there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life, as, I, as was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide an inheritance, the land which I swore unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from the right hand or from the left, that thou mayest prosper, whither, whither, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of the, thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all this, all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy ways prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have not I commanded thee, but be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whither, whither ever so thou goest. Well, I hope you brought your lunch because there's an awful lot to pack, take out of that verses. That nine verses could probably take, I don't know, preacher, what, maybe a couple years to break it down? I mean, you got God calling um, Joshua, you got Moses dying, you got the people being promised their inheritance, you got Lots and lots of stuff, but we're just going to look at God's grace at getting 
Joshua through what he got dumped in the middle of. Joshua, grace to go on. Remember God's calling. Joshua 1, verse 2. Moses, the servant is... Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise and go, the calling, over this Jordan, thou and thy people, this people, unto the land which I do give them, even to the children of Israel. God's calling Joshua there. He said, now, therefore, arise and go. He didn't say, okay, therefore, have a seat. He said, go. Go do something. He was called to do it. We all have a calling. As members of the body of Christ, no matter how insignificant or how great, we've all got a calling. And the devil is a real guy. Well, a real being. Guy is probably not the right term. He wants us to let it go. He doesn't want us to live up to our calling. He wants us to say, oh, I'm not up to that task. That's not for me. I, I'm not good enough to do that. Or, oh man, Dave's better at that than me. Singing he is. But, um, but you know, the devil wants us to stop. Get back. Give it away, you know. But no, if God called you to do something, you're the exact one he wants to do it. No matter what it is. I don't know if you guys can see that finger. It's been nicked with a table saw. I literally remember saying, we were, I was trimming out a house down in Brigantine and we had to make some little shims. Well, dumb me, you're supposed to make big shims and then turn them into little shims, not little shims and turn them into tinier shims. So anyway, I borrowed somebody's saw because he had it out and the saw was out by a 16th of an inch. So I was pushing the shim through the blade. I put this finger on it to keep it from popping up. And when I did, I pushed it sideways, just enough to make it jump back. And for some reason, this finger followed it across the blade. And after I settled down a little bit and put a rag on it, I remember thinking, ah, it's my index finger on my left hand. What do I use that for? I use it for everything. I mean, my wife, put, help me put on my necklace. You know how hard it is to do with that finger? This, this finger just doesn't... All that to say, that finger had a purpose, has a purpose, just like all of us. It could be tiny. Our whole purpose in life might just be to smile at somebody that was really depressed. I don't know, but God called us to a purpose. Moses, my servant, is dead. I just think that was pretty rough talk. You know, God saying, all right, Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead. But think about that. How else could God say it? Basically, what he's saying is, Joshua, Moses is out of the way. It's you now. It's your turn. You're going to lead. Don't try to emulate Moses, don't say, well, how would Moses do it? How would, what should I do if I did this way? 
What would Moses think about it? No, Joshua was the leader. He had to do it the way God told him to do it, not the way Moses would have done it. I mean, to build on Moses' foundation was good, but it's a new time. It's time for Moses or Joshua to lead, not to follow somebody else. It's not him. It's God's calling Joshua to be the leader. I got 25 pages here, people, so I got a minute a page. Actually, it's 22 font, so it's not as many pages as you think. Paul writes about <clears throat> Paul writes about this in Philippians um, three, Philippians three, thirteen and fourteen. Brethren, I count myself to have apprehended. Brethren, I count myself to have apprehended. But this one thing, I do forgetting these things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before, I press on toward the mark of a high prize, the calling of God in Christ Jesus. In other words, Paul's saying, I haven't made it. It's not, I haven't achieved what God wants me to do. I have to press on towards what what God wants him to do. A dedicated man. Joshua 1.1. Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, a couple things here. You notice Moses, the servant of the Lord, Joshua, the servant of Moses, never leader. He couldn't. He didn't call um, Joshua the general. He didn't call their servants. That's what we are. We are servants. We are called to be servants. But God chose a person, not a machine or a committee. I heard of a church one time, right over here, Herfield, I think it was. They didn't have a senior pastor. They had a group of elders. I think that's a five-headed monster, not really a church. You've got to have somebody that is the leader. You, let's face it, no matter how close you are, most everybody here is probably married, you're close to your wife. But me and my wife rarely think the same. <laughs> if I say right, she says left. If I say left, she says right. But you need a leader. You need somebody that's going to be in charge. And God calls, calls people. God, when God wants to move an agenda forward, he calls out a man or a woman who will be faithful servants of his. <clears throat> I was thinking about this, and I want to make it a little relevant to Open Bible Baptist Church. When we first started, God called Pastor Johnston to start Open Bible Baptist Church. I think he called Honey with him, but you know. <laughs> um, and then there was a couple other pastors, two, three, I'm not sure. But and then he called Pastor Abbott. 
the way I, and this is my interpretation, nobody told me this or whatever, I think Pastor Abbott put some organization to Open Bible Baptist Church. And then he called Pastor Riddell. Pastor Riddell grew us from probably 50 to what we have today and beyond. And then there was Pastor Riddell second. And his purpose was to help us in change. He brought about some change, some direction, some new thinking, and it was good. And now, Pastor Unizzi, hang on, guys, we're on for the ride. I don't know where we're going, but God does. And all we can do is support him and follow God's chosen man. God is in control of who he puts in positions and who he removes. <clears throat> Psalm 75, verses 6 and 7. For promotion cometh neither from the east nor from the west nor from the south. But God is the judge and putteth down one and setteth up another. So I know we all voted unanimously. But guess what? It was God that put him here. God puts man in place. I'm going to ask him about this political situation, but I won't get political. But why did God call Joshua? What was the re I mean, God could have called any one of 100,000 people. I mean, how many Israelites were in the group? But God knew that Joshua was prepared. He was quietly, consistently being prepared all his life. He, um, uh, okay, Amr Amr tell me Kyle, Amalekites. <laughs> yeah, Amalekite. He, he defeated Amalekite. He was a general. He, he, whatever God called him to do, he was there to do it. I mean, look around our church. We have people that it doesn't matter what they're asked to do or what needs to be done. They're there to do it. A lot of you people are them people. And it's great. God calls us to do servant's work, not to be leaders. Well, not to only do leadership work. I, didn't, I don't mean that. We should be leaders. But... We are called to be servants. This is the key. God calls believers who are already serving him. If you're sitting around saying, I'm waiting for God to give me something to do, guess what? You're not going to get anything to do. You're just going to sit. God uses people that are busy. Um... I was a member of the, who do the guys give out the Bibles? Gideons, yeah. I was a Gideon years ago. And the Gideon saying is, if you want something done, ask a busy person. And I knew that. If you want something done, ask my daughter Kristen. She's busy all the time. <laughs> you never see God calling a man who is idle. Noah. He was walking with God. When God called, 
called him to save a generation. Joseph, he was serving as a steward when God called him to be the visitor of Egypt, to save Egypt. Moses was tending the flock with his father, tending his father-in-law's flock when God called him. David was a shepherd boy when God called him to be the king of Israel. Elijah, Elisha, I'm sorry, was plowing in the field. Peter, James, and John, they were fishing. Not just fishing, they were fishing for a living. Um, when God called him, them to be fishers of men. Saul and Barnabas, they were serving the church of Antioch when the Holy Ghost separated them for a special, special work. Joshua had already proven himself. Remember the story of the um, Canaanites and the, or the spies in Canaan? Ten of them said, nah, we can't do it. Caleb and Joshua said, God's with us, we can do it. I, I can just picture this. I used to hang, I don't know, my brother-in-law Henry, he was like this. I could be as mouthy as I wanted as long as I had Henry standing behind me. And I can see, I can see Joshua just like, okay, come on, let's fight, come on, let's fight. But he knew he had God standing right there, you know, where he, he was going to win the fight no matter what. He was going to win because God was with him. And, you know, I, I'm looking at this and I wish I could make a cartoon and put it up there. It just, it's in my head, it's funny, but, you know. Numbers 14, 8 and 9. You guys don't mind if I just blow through them, do you? Rather than have everybody looking them up. If the Lord delight in us, this is what Joshua said, if the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us to this land and give it to us, a land which floweth with milk and honey. Only rebel not against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bred for us. Their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. He trusted God. He knew God had his back. Joshua was also a faithful for faithful servant. True leadership and humble service cannot be separated. Joshua demonstrated this in his life. Joshua 1.1 Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Okay, God could have called Joshua the general, but he chose to call him Moses' minister. The measure of greatness is not how many people serve him, but how many people he serves. God looks for men who are humble, humbly doing their part in service. And this is why God could use Joshua he did whatever Moses needed him to have done. A true servant's heart is willing to serve in whatever area God opens. Matthew 23, 
11 and 12. But he that is greatest among you shall be your servant. And whosoever shall exalt him shall be abased, and he shall humble himself shall be, and he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. Through this difficult transition in Israel's history, God called a dedicated man, a willing man who had faith and was a servant. God noticed Joshua and used him for his purpose. Directed purpose. Joshua 1, 2. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise and go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give them, even to the children of Israel. God gave Joshua his marching orders. Take the promised land. God also gave us marching orders in Matthew 28, 18, and 20. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given to me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have committed, commended you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Our commander gave us our marching orders. Are we following? What, who, when have you spoken about God to somebody? Was it yesterday? A week ago? A month ago? Our orders are to make disciples. It's tough, but that's our orders. We are told to talk about Jesus. And some people can talk easy. Most guys I know, you can say, you can talk about fishing, hunting, football, baseball. We have a hard time talking about Jesus. I know a lady that goes to this church can turn any conversation into Jesus. Us guys got to learn that. How to make our conversation directed to Jesus. Catching up on my left. I, I ran off on a rabbit trail, guys. Sorry. Clear calling. A clear calling, and he obeyed. Are we following our calling and reaching out to the world? for Christ when was the last time you shared with somebody if we obey our marching orders we will see God miraculously demonstrate his grace in every aspect of our lives remember God's provision have you ever wondered how can I do that? How can I do what God wants me to do? Maybe he wants you to talk to a coworker. Maybe he wants to increase your missionary budget or teach a Sunday school class or whatever.
again, if God calls you to do it, he, will get, he doesn't call you if you aren't prepared. Maybe he made a mistake here, but we'll find out later. Um, but you know what I'm saying? God will give you the grace to do what he calls you to do, whether it's drive a church bus, work with the teenagers. You need a lot of grace to work with the two- and three-year-olds. Um, or just to talk to the, the gas station attendant or the person at the Wawa counter. You know, I hear a lot of people say, have a blessed day. It doesn't hurt. It's easy to say. And sometimes it opens up conversation. God will never call you to do something without preparing you to handle it, to get through it. Provision of the land, Joshua 1, 3 and 4. Every place the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness of this Lebanon, even to the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. Do you hear how big that was? That wasn't the size of New Jersey that we're talking about, that Israelite or Jews live on now. 300,000 square miles. That's what God gave Israel. They didn't take it all. That's what God gave Israel. Even more incredible is the fact that God had already promised it to Abraham in Genesis 13. <clears throat> For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that the man that can number the dust of the earth shall thy seed also be numbered. Arise, walk through the land, in the length of it, and in the breadth of it, for I will give it unto thee. Wouldn't you expect the children of Israel to take all that God had promised them? Unfortunately, they took 10%. All right, don't shake your head. How many promises or blessings have we left on the table? How many times we walk past somebody we were directed to witness to or, I don't know, hand them an extra buck, uh, pray for them? Our promises, our blessings that we don't take. And we, you know, Why? Why don't we take the blessings that are promised to us? Provision of protection. To claim the land God had promised Israel, to claim the land God had promised Israel would have to Israel would have to defeat the seven nations of Canaan. God had promised, however, that no one 
would be able to withstand Joshua because of his power. We've got the same promises. And you think about it. Okay, yeah, Joshua was promised. He was like invincible. He was a real man. He faced real problems. He, he was just like us. It wasn't some magical time. He was just like us just a couple thousand years ago. Life was real. And I'm sure he got scared. He was worried. He was concerned. Um, he had the, the promises of God, but so do we. So why don't we trust God? Joshua 1, 5a. Thou shalt not have any man able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. So he could conquer them all. With us, what's the worst can happen? We go to heaven? You know? We're, you know, it, it sounds kind of trite, or trite, what, what's the word? Short, like, no, you die, you go to heaven. And a lot of people miss you. I understand that. But that's the worst that can happen is we go to heaven. And here in the United States, probably the worst can happen is somebody says, oh, get away from me. Don't talk to me like that. I mean, we live in a pretty open society. So if you want to witness to somebody or if you want to preach on a corner or whatever, it's not really going to kill you. I mean, it's going to bring blessings to other people and yourself. Think about an adversary you're facing right now. It might be a difficult circumstance, a different, difficult, difficult family circumstance. A tough time at work, tough, tough situation. You know, like get that job done or get out of here. There's all kinds of stuff that happens like that, but life goes on, and we are called to do what God called us to do. First Corinthians fifteen fifty-seven. But thank be to God, which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Romans eight thirty-seven. Nay, in all these things. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Time check. Sorry, people. Um, John Adams wrote, It must be felt that there is no nation, national security, but in a nation humble, in, humble acknowledged dependence upon God and his overruling providence. Conclusion. How can we go through, how can we go to the Lord in such a difficult, corrupt society? First, reflect on, your, on the calling, on God's calling. You are His servant, called for His purpose. 
Second, remember that God is, will enable you to fulfill his purpose. God has requirements. Meditation. Hide God's word in your heart. Walk with God. That is very important. As you yield yourself to the Holy Spirit, God will give you the grace you need to continue to go on for him. Stand up with courage and live for the Lord. The one who gave you his life, gave his life for you and offers you his ongoing grace. Let me pray. Lord, we thank you for your love. We thank you for the fact that you loved us so much that you went to the cross for us, Lord, but that you sent your Holy Spirit to be with us here, to help us to walk this walk, to guide us in all that we do, and to comfort us in all you've called us to do, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thanks again for watching us online today. If you haven't done so already, please fill out a digital connection card so we know how to better serve you this week. For encouragement throughout your week, you can listen to past sermons by searching Open Bible Baptist Church on the Apple Podcast or Google Play Store. If you'd like to give today, you could give online at openbiblenj.org. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll see you on the next broadcast.